Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal my soul. Test this beautiful warning. Lord, my soul thirsts to be here again in your presence. Thank you, precious Lord, for blessing us with a brand new day. Scripture says, this is the day that you have made, and that you will cause us to rejoice and be glad in today. So, Father, we say thank you for the blessings of today. We thank you because your love is new again this morning. Scripture says, great is your faithfulness. We thank you because you are a faithful God. We thank you because you are a loving God. Scripture says that you keep your covenant to all those who love you to a thousand generations. We thank you because you keep your covenant. We thank you for the covenant we have with you in Christ Jesus. Thank you because by the sacrifice of Jesus, we are able to come into your presence this beautiful morning. Receive all the praise, precious Lord. Lord, we ask this morning that as we read our Bibles once again, speak to us in your word. Grant us wisdom and understanding. Help us to apply the lessons and let your name be glorified in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining in to devotion this morning. I am Murphy Eyenike. A big welcome to everyone, especially those who are joining us for the first time. Thank you for the engagement, uh, both on, on Spotify and on Podcaster. Thank you for the engagement. God bless you. Continue to send in your words of encouragement, your contribution to our discussion, and I'll take them. Okay? God bless you. We continue our study. We have been studying the book of Hebrews. We took a detour and then read the entire book of Leviticus. And I said Leviticus was a shadow of what Jesus was coming to do. So now, as we reread the book of Hebrews, we've read the book of Hebrews together several times. As we reread the book of Hebrews, you will get a clearer understanding. Please just remember all of the sacrifice in the book of Leviticus, how God gave them his laws by angels, and how the angels, you know, the angel that went before the children of Israel, and the sacrifices, and the blood of the sacrifice, and the tabernacle, and eventually we see the temple built, okay? Remember all of those in the Old Testament because they are a shadow, a shadow of what Jesus accomplishes in the New Testament. And that is what the writer of Hebrews, the book of Hebrews, is trying to achieve. Okay, so I have said this before, scholars do not agree, okay, there's no universal agreement on the writer of Hebrews, most likely, certainly was not Paul, but most likely it was someone close to Paul because this person knew Timothy, okay? This person knew Timothy. This person was not not with the apostles when Jesus was here. And we, you see that, okay, 
confirmed in his communication, he, this was handed over to them by those who saw Jesus. Okay, so that automatically eliminates Barnabas, okay, because Barnabas was present while Jesus was here, because when they were going to choose between him and Matthias, the apostles did say, we were going to choose between, okay, from those who were with us right from the beginning. So we know that Barnabas was Barnabas saw Jesus, worked with Jesus. So definitely was not Barnabas. And that leaves just a few people left, you know, maybe Apollos, maybe Silas. Okay? We we will not be able to say maybe until we get to to heaven. Okay? So the, what is the book of Hebrews about? The book of Hebrews was written uh, during the period where Nero was at the top of his power, was showing his was was showing his preference for the Jewish religion, and was heavily persecuting Christians. It was a time where Christians were being burned at the stake, they were being fed to lions, uh, the businesses were being seized. Okay, so the writer you see in this communication tells them that they should not give up that's that's the focus of the book of hebrews he's trying to encourage them not to give up he's trying to tell them not to go back to judaism because that was the temptation some of them were telling themselves okay why not just go take solace or take refuge in judaism and when all of this persecution is over we can come back and so the writer takes his time to to collapse to, to literally destroy all the foundation you might want to stand on if you wanted to hold on to Judaism. So whether it was angels, Jesus was greater than any angel, whether it was the greatest prophets of the Old Testament to the, to the Jews, especially Moses, Jesus was greater than Moses. And then you had Abraham and then Joshua who could not give them rest. Jesus gave us rest. And then to compare to Aaron. Okay, so he's trying to tell them we have something greater in Christ. And I'm confident that as we go through the book of Hebrews, you will be blessed. I pray that the Lord will give you new understanding, a new understanding of of, of what Jesus accomplished for us when he died on that cross in the mighty name of Jesus. Alright, the book of Hebrews has 13 chapters, so we take one chapter today, that's the introduction. We might start chapter 2, but majorly, let's start, let's take chapter 1 today, and then we take two chapters every day from now. So, Jesus Christ is God's Son, that is chapter 1. Jesus Christ is God's Son. It says, long ago, long ago hebrews chapter 1 verse 1 long ago god spoke many times and in many ways to our ancestors through the prophets okay that tells you that this person was likely a jew and was of course now a jewish jewish christian because he's saying to our ancestors okay so um, for those of us who are Christians, we won't say Abraham was our ancestors. Yes, in Christ, we are connected to the blessings of Abraham, but no, we are not, <laughs> we are not Jews, okay? I know some people will say, I'm a Jew, I'm a Jew. Okay, we are not in Christ. Yes, we are connected to the blessings of Abraham. So this person says, 
long ago God spoke many times and in many ways to our ancestors through the prophet and if you look through the Old Testament you see prophet after prophet God used them to speak to the people to speak to the people whether it was when he gave the law through Moses okay and then there were several prophets after that you had the likes of Jeremiah Isaiah Zephaniah the major prophets the minor prophets God spoke spoke to our ancestors through the prophets and now in these final days he has spoken to us through his son note that it says he has spoken to us not going to speak to us in other words what god wants to say to us he has he already said he already said in christ jesus so if you are trying to understand hey, what is the will of god for my life just look at christ what is the will of god for my life what is god saying in this moment just look at christ okay it says he has spoken to us in these final days he has spoken to us through his son god promised god promised everything to the son as an inheritance god promised everything to the son as an inheritance everything was was promised to the son was given to the son you know that is why everything every rule every leadership we submit to the son why because god promised everything to him as an inheritance and through the son through the son he created the universe okay so that is why you can't compare jesus with any prophets whether you are talking about muhammad you're talking about any prophet of any religion mentioned anywhere no other prophet did god ever okay even if you want to call in quote there are many i'm sure you know um the muslim the islam islam we usually say that we believe in jesus musa we believe in musa we believe that he is a prophet okay but jesus is more than a prophet okay god promised everything to the son as an inheritance and through the son god created he created the entire universe okay so the son radiates god's own glory please i want to take note of the words the writer of hebrews is using the son radiates radiates god's own glory and expresses the very character of god now what is he saying here the son radiates in other words you know when something is radiating it is giving off it is expressing the son expresses god's glory in other words in the son you see the father you see god god the father and that is why when when philip was talking to jesus he told jesus just show us the father and that will be sufficient for us and jesus said have i been with you so long philip and you still do not know who i am if you have seen me you have seen the father 
In other words, when we get to heaven, okay, <laughs> and I plan to be there, I know you will be there by the grace of God. When we get to heaven, you will not see God. No, you can't, no one can see God and stay alive, okay? The Bible says he dwells in a light that no one can approach. When we get to heaven, if you ever see God or you see the throne of God, it's light that no one can comprehend. The day anyone is ever able to comprehend God, then he is not God anymore, okay? So he dwells in a light that no one can see, no one can approach, no one can even go near, okay? And that is why all of creation continues to worship him. The one that we will see when we get to heaven is the sun. Why? The sun radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character of God. See, I could spend hours just teaching Hebrews chapter 1, okay? The Son expresses the character of God. In other words, if you wanted to know what the character of God is, just take a look at the Son. And that is why Jesus in Bible taught us what love, love is. Taught us the, about the love of the Father. Jesus taught us that, look, you might not have understood love until now, but this is what love is, that a man, that someone will lay down his life for his friend. And that is exactly what Jesus did for us. He expresses the very character of God. He says, and he sustains, listen, you know, he sustains everything by the mighty power of his command. Not God, Christ sustains everything by the mighty power of his command. <laughs> so, in other words, everything in the universe, eh, whether they are galaxies, whether they are oceans, whether it's, it's the sun, whatever it is in creation, they are sustained. Eh? Satan, Satan himself. <laughs> is sustained by the mighty power of God's command, of Christ's command. You see, when if you want to understand it, that's why the Bible says about when God created the world, by his command, he laid, he laid the he commanded, and then the, the land came out of the sea, out of the water, and then he, he set a boundaries for the sea, for the sea not to cross. Okay, because of the mighty power of his command. So all of creation, you need to understand this because if you understand this concept as a child of God, I'm telling you, you will never quake in front of any, any demon ever again because all of creation, eh, everything put together, all of them, they are sustained by the mighty power of God's command. In other words, if God will speak or you echo what God is saying, creation will obey you. I'm telling you, creation will obey you. Why? Because they are sustained by the mighty power of, of his command. See, when he had cleansed us, and that's why we note that it is Christ that he is talking about, when he had cleansed us from our sins, when Christ has cleansed us, had cleansed us from our sins, 
he sat down in the place of honor at the right hand of the majestic God in heaven. Hmm? When he had cleansed us from our sins, he sat down in the place of honor at the right hand of the majestic God in heaven. This shows that the Son, eh? because the, the Son is the one that the Father said to sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. So it is the Son that is sitting, not angels. And that's why verse 4 says this shows that the Son is far greater than the angels. There is no angel that God says sit at my right hand. No, there's none. And I'm telling you, angels are mighty beings. If you have ever encountered an angel before, if you ever saw an angel, you will quake in their presence. There are angels that by just their appearance, eh? <laughs> Buildings will vaporize. I'm telling you. Just by their appearance alone. There are angels that are that mighty in, in, their, in, in, their, in their power and in their might. Okay? But none of them did God ever say, sit at my right hand until I make your hand means your footstool. Why? Because of that, Christ, only Christ, God ever said that to. And so, the Son is greater than the angels, just as the name God gave him is greater than their name. All of them have name. Lucifer himself <laughs> has his name. The name God gave him, the name Jesus Christ, the name Jesus is greater than their names. So I know that you see some people call different angels, Angel Hurel, Angel Michael, Angel Gabriel, and then some, some even call on Lucifer. The name that God gave him, hmm? Is greater than their names so when the name of Jesus is is invoked is called eh, when you are under author, the authority of Christ and you invoke his name I'm telling you creation eh, even angels have no power <laughs> uh, they have no they have no choice they must obey you okay so the Son is greater than the angels so verse 5 says for God never said to any angel when he said what he said to Jesus. He never said that to any angels. You are my son. Today I have become I have become your father. And you see that in Psalm 2, verse 7. God has never said to any angel before, You are my son. It was to Christ that God said, You are my son. You are my son. Today I have become your father. God also said, I will be his father. And he will be my son. The first one was Psalm 2 verse 7. I will be his father and he will be my son. Is 2 Samuel chapter 7. 2 Samuel chapter 7 verse 14. And when he brought his supreme. When God brought his supreme. His supreme would be all the mighty beings that God ever created. When God brought his supreme. And then of course the supreme is now unique and different from the son. The supreme son into the world so now he's talking about christ when he brought his supreme son into the world god said let all of god's angels worship him hmm? 
let all of God's angels, it was God who said so, let all of God's angels worship him. Deuteronomy chapter 32 verse 43, let all of God's angels worship him. The angels, they worship Christ. If Lucifer never rebelled, <laughs> he would have been worshiping Christ. Oh, he was worshiping Christ <laughs> because he was before the foundation of the world. He would have still been worshiping Christ today if he had never rebelled. So regarding the angels, he said, he said, he sends his angels like the wind, his servants like flames of fire. And this gives us one of the characteristics of angels, okay? They are like flames of fire. It's God sends them like the wind, the way the wind blows. Angels, some of the characteristics of angels, but that's not our focus this morning. But to the son, verse 8, your throne, okay? God is talking, saying to the, to the son now, your throne, O God, endures forever and ever. You rule with a scepter of justice. You rule with a scepter of justice. You love justice and hate evil. You love justice and hate evil. Therefore, O God, your God has anointed you, pouring out the oil of joy on you more than on anyone else. Okay? That is why we say, that's Psalm 45, verse 6 and 7. That's why we say that Jesus was given the anointing without measure. Why? Because he loved righteousness. He loved justice and hated evil, hated iniquity. Because of that, God anointed him. God anointed him. Verse 10 says, he also, he also says to the Son, In the beginning, Lord, you laid the foundations of the earth and made the heavens with your hand. You made the heavens with your hands. They will perish, but you will you remain forever. They will wear out like old clothes, clothing. You will fold them up like a cloak and discard them like old clothing. But you are always the same. You will live forever. Psalm 102 verse 25 to 27. He's talking about the son. You will live forever. Verse 13. And God never said to any of the angels, Sit in the place of honor at my right hand until I humble your enemies. I alluded to this earlier. Until I humble your enemies, making them a footstool under your feet. Okay, that's obviously, of course, that's Psalm 110 verse 1. Until I make them your, until I make them a footstool under your feet. Therefore, angels are only servants. And that quality we see about angels, they are only servants, spirits sent to care for people who will inherit salvation. Okay, so the focus of chapter 1 is to help us understand that Christ is greater than any angel. Okay, you can... And I'm, like I said, there are mighty, mighty angels in their presence. They are, they are wonderful angels, but no angel, okay? Even the angel that, that led the children of Israel through the wilderness, the Bible calls him the angel of his presence, okay? Mighty angel, even that angel cannot be compared to the sun, okay? The Son is far greater than every angel. Why? Because God never said to any angel, but to the Son, God said, Sit in the place of honor at my right hand until I humble your enemies under your feet. God never 
tone there is so we the time is going to come where some of these beings will be destroyed in other words they are not everlasting but only the son to the son he says but you are always the same you will live forever the son is everlasting the time is going to come where even even satan will be destroyed angels will be destroyed okay but the son the son lives forever it was to the son to the son that god says because you have loved righteousness because you have loved justice and hated evil god gives him the anointing the anointing without measure it was to the son not to any angels angels are flames of fire agents are servants okay they will not and they cannot be compared to the son so this morning as we go keep that very close to your heart because remember he's talking to jews who hold on you know everything that they have received they receive they, they have received by the hands of angels okay they have received some of some powerful things by the hands of angels everything god did for them god sent angels to do okay really really did god ever show himself to 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 israel okay showed himself to moses you know once he came on the mount down on the mountain the bible says that the mountain was was foaming and was quaking everybody was afraid okay so god never really revealed himself to the nation okay it was through the hands of angels he the Bible says, by the blast of his nostrils, the sea, the sea was part, was parted. The Bible says an angel went before them. It was it was a cloud of pillar by day and a and a pillar of fire by night. It was an angel. So they had received by the hand of an angel. They received the ten commandments. Okay, they received the ten commandments. It was an angel when they saw the burning bush. It was an angel. So so they had experienced so much until now. But the writer is telling them that Christ is greater than anything that they have, they have experienced. And this morning, I want you to realize that Christ is greater. Because I still see Christians today trying to teach towards angels. Okay, calling on angel Uriah, calling on this angel. Whereas they have the name that is greater than every other name, the name of Jesus. You have the original. You are going for the counterfeit. <laughs> you have what is what what holds the entire universe together. You are going for one angel. This morning I want us to pray. Lord, give us a revelation of Jesus. Yes. Give us a revelation of Jesus as your son. Give us a revelation of Jesus as the one who has the name that is greater than every other name. Lord, we give you all the praise. Thank you, precious Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.